It's a Tiltcast, episode 419, Creeper Cam. And this week, guys, we talked Knights of Pen and Paper 2, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, and Fallout 76 Wastelanders. Stay tuned. Jason records in his closet. I sprayed. It's almost like you guys are here. Almost. Almost. Hey, it's the Tillcast. We're back. It is now four it is now uh April twenty fourth at eight fifty four, an hour and twenty minutes late. And, and we we're are... still not wearing pants. I'm actually wearing gym shorts. Uh, I'm wearing swim shorts. <laughs> Just because I that's the only things that I had available readily. And just so you guys know, if for the uninitiated, this is an M-rated show, so we're just going to get that out of the way. Um, you are going to get 30 minutes of bullshit, and then oh. some games and some news. And if you also didn't know, in Bataan, most of buildings are adorned with erect penises. They believe that erect penis keeps away evil spirits, uh, people, and gossip. So oh, I just figured I'd get that out of the way after I said it was an M-rated show so that you could hear the word dick or penis. Dick. Just dick. Yeah, because I wouldn't hear that through our normal conversation. Well, now you they – but I got it out of the way. I got the disclaimer out of the way. So if you didn't hit mute after that, it's on you, motherfucker. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that was really random. That was either a goat or a child. Probably a child. That that is a child screaming. Uh, Man, that child, is... that's tightening it. Yep. I recognize so, the cries of anguish. Yeah. Well, he's been like he's he's way beyond teething. How old's Titan again? <sighs> he's like, five, but he's going through a uh going through a growth spurt. No oh boy. So he's had uh just a generally bad attitude this week and when he's uh hurting or not feeling good he can be uh he can revert right back to two ah, the terrible twos never stop yeah and i still have terrible twos yeah i have my terrible Any, twos. anytime that i get hungry um you're getting yeah. between me and food like it oh. even comes up in meetings and my coworker Amy will look at me and she's like, Oh, it's past lunchtime, isn't it? I was like, Yes, it is. Dude, when work fucking makes it so that I can't have a time a time. Uh <laughs> you can't have a time? I can't have I can't have my lunchtime. Camera's off. <laughs> she just Wow. Okay. Um Ah, Skype calls, man. I gotta love them. I guess I missed whatever happened. (laughs) You just love Skype calls, man. Are you sure the camera's off? Yes. She's laughing. Yes, the camera's off, but your mic's on, so there's that. Uh, Anyway, um, yeah, I sometimes will have to work through lunches, and oh boy, I feel for the people I talk to. (laughs) well it's even like today we usually do this end of day thing and Mm. my manager can be a little bit smarmy with things and he uh it's 5 57 i get off at six it's like it's it's meeting time i was like okay it's 5 59 in mid-sentence i said so i'm having fajitas 
rice and beans. He's like, it's six o'clock, isn't it? I was like, yes, it is. Yes. All right. See you later. <laughs> it's six o'clock. I'm logging off. Goodbye. That's <laughs> at least you have the option of like, you know, turning around, standing up, walking like three, four feet out the fucking door and be out of the office. Well, I had to uh, do a substitute scheduling of some things today. I normally would go to lunch right about noon. I mean, I like my lunches pretty regular on a certain time frame, right? I'm not real yeah. big on making it way late or working through my lunch. It, lunch is a sacred. It's a it's a sacred thing for me. I would love to say the same. So um, today, twelve oh one, I get a message. Hey, uh, you know things ran long with the last thing I was doing. I'm not gonna be able to make it to that meeting. You might need to find substitution for me for 30 minutes. It's no. Like, like, wait, what? What? And so everybody else that's also a part of that meeting that would need to know about the substitution is also on lunch and does not work in this town. And I do not have their number. I'm just part of this small part of the scheduling. So I'm like sending messages. And at the same time, I've got I've got the Baron in the oven. I just said, fuck it. I'm throwing it in the oven while I waste my time waiting on somebody who's probably at lunch. So I cooked my pizza and ate my pizza while I was waiting on the person. And then the person finally showed up well after I was done. And then when they finally got everything arranged, I was like, and now I go to lunch, which really meant, and now I'm just going to go play video games. I'm just going to turn off for a second. I'm turning yeah, off for 59 minutes and I will be back. Right. <laughs> Fucking, <laughs> you've got the Baron in the oven, man. The last time I made a barren pizza. All right. So in in true uh, in, in true homecast fashion, I have a party crasher. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what the Rona do? Oh my gosh! <laughs> and that would be Crystal. I didn't see what happened because I was just looking at the recording. Did something crazy happen? No. Yeah, she came into the room with her fucking haircut. Oh, yeah. Oh, now I, I can see, see that. It's way shorter. It's way shorter. Hey, hey, welcome to the podcast. I don't think you've been on here. So, hey, this is Crystal. This is uh, this is Jason's wife, and uh, she generally has longer hair, and Much she longer went hair. did the whole Rona do, chopped it off. Well, she didn't run to do it. She didn't shave it in patches. Oh, oh okay. Well, there's that. She did, did more of a yourself? pixie cut, which is not, not the uh, normal run to do. Did you cut it yourself? Yeah, I cut it myself. Good job. Okay. It's curly. It's very forgiving. Yeah. I, cut I, I can tell Jason didn't cut it. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'd have, like, a spot here, a spot there. You'd Excuse have a fucking me. rat tail. That's what you'd have. <laughs> you know, just fucking buzz it. It'll be fine. No, that's what my friend is doing right now. I, I showed her a picture of, of my hair. And she's like, I'm thinking about doing it. And I sent her a picture of my hair. And she's like, okay. She sends me a picture of her hair getting shaved. Uh, wow. That's scary. I mean, you there's... don't get to escalate. <laughs> her head was half shaved anyway. <laughs> she just had the mohawk. All right. Oh, well, okay. I mean, I love you. I love Goodbye. you.
Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. I love you. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So bad part is. <laughs> She walked into the damn room and I didn't even hear her fucking coming in. <laughs> well, it's not like you're in there jerking it. Well, I mean, he is kind of in the closet right now. <laughs> recording. So. Yeah, yeah, he is recording in the closet. This is like some kind of like creeper cam. I am recording in the closet. <laughs> the main difference is... You're just hoping the clothes diffuse some of the sound. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, nah, I that, get no fucks. <laughs> I'm at my that, battle station, so that that is part of the uh, that is part of the hope. And for the last few weeks, it's actually worked pretty well. I, don't, I would Titan s- just when Titan screamed, he wasn't too far from the door. That's the only reason you guys heard it. Uh, well, I'll right. say that I've listened to the last couple of episodes. In fact, I posted the. Almost the most recent episode um, this morning. <laughs> I always get the finger every day. I call Rusty out in front of her audience almost weekly at this Fuck point. You, but it's, it's not really weekly. It's, it's not really weekly though. It's more like bi-weekly every ten days. Sometimes, <sighs> sometimes we get lucky and it's at like six days, or I get it in chunks. But I did get the audience caught up through April tenth. Because that was the day that we recorded that I posted. And we have another one from, what was it, the 17th? I think it was the 17th, yeah. That would have been last Friday. Yeah, yeah. It's still on the to-do stack. Yeah. So. I posted two in a one week. Hey, and, and, and I'll produce two in a week. So. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> All that being said, um. I want to give a quick shout out at the front end of the show, which we don't normally do. Um, there was a random Twitter dude that does some, I guess, retro gaming show stuff on YouTube named Sega Master Tim. They gave us a quick shout out on Twitter. So thank you very much, Sega Master Tw- Tim. We oh, appreciate yeah. the random ass shout out. So Yes, we do. Because um, this is definitely our labor of love. Yeah, which we don't promote. And not our labor of money. Or our labor of trying to push our show like we should. Um, that being said, though, um, it's been an interesting week for me, and I'll just very shortly go over it. Um, I finally have Mexican food. I'm very excited about Mexican food. Um, yeah, Jessa surprised me um, earlier this week being in town. So... Um, she was able to get past the border guards of Florida and get to here and just in time for all sorts. She works for, for, manages a roofing company. And so we've been getting hail like crazy, like two different days. We've gotten some pretty significant hail. Yeah. Uh, so she's working her ass off right now here with hail damage, but, um, she, uh, we wanted to finally like do something. So we were went and got watched supernatural last night. And then we got some El tequila and like, we must just be completely over ordering. I have enough leftovers for two additional meals after my first meal. So when, when so you like order, they gave, they gave us so many chips and so much queso. Like it's, I have a quart of queso and I feel obligate, uh, obligate, <laughs> obligate, <laughs> obliged. 
to completely demolish that, but it's also demolishing my toilet. So, <laughs> I mean, well, queso but that queso that. is you know, pretty killer, man. Like it's so thick. Like putting it in the fridge, when you're scooping it out, it's almost like scooping out ice cream. Like it's so. I mean, it's so, cheese. Yeah, but it's this right. is not just like fucking like shitty ass Velveeta. Like it is proper it is motherfucking queso. queso. Yeah, it's cheese, just a little bit of cream and a lot of spice. Um, I will say though, I have noticed through all of this, a lot of the local restaurants that normally uh, don't do a whole lot of takeout business or um, uh, pickup or delivery business have really stepped up. Like if you order shit, you're getting much bigger portions than your normal takeout orders. Yeah, I ended up giving these guys like a $10 tip just because I got like $10 in chips. I had Yeah. <clears throat> I have three large Ziploc bags full of chips. Cuz we ate a portion of them and then I put them all I was like I don't have enough bags for this. What am I going to do it? Like, it's like what I'm not going to throw them away, but that's for damn sure these are restaurant chips. Right. Like we ordered uh, some takeout from uh the little barbecue place over here by our house, uh, Billy Ray's. I like some Billy Ray's. They, uh, you know, I ordered three pounds of meat. You're pretty sure you gave me four? They gave us two pounds of each meat. Yeah. Damn. Like. They probably have extra, and they're trying to get rid of it. What what are they going to do with the leftovers? Just toss it? Yeah, they can't really... Uh, they can't really toss barbecue, and they can't use yesterday's barbecue either if they want to maintain a right. reputation. So if you order and they're giving you extra, it's because they have extra and they can't sell it. So Well, I was feeling bad because this was dinner time, and I was order number 12 at 6.30 at night. Oh, geez. Yeah. No, businesses are getting hit hard, man. It's So I, I was I felt obliged to give them a you know, a huge ass tip because fucking, you know, <laughs> nobody's I mean, buying the, dinner. Yeah, well those delivery guys, they don't you know, if they're only twelve orders, well, did, they're only Well no, I did I did a takeout. <clears throat> I don't almost never tip it when I'm doing takeout. Oh. Okay. Well Or I tip it like fifteen percent. I don't know what's right, but it feels like I'm doing all the work. <laughs> right. Hey, I I, uh, I I keep the pizza place across the street nice and stocked. Uh, or they're, uh, I keep their business up um, because when I don't get to go out and do my errands like these fuckers had interrupted, I mean, <clears throat> reminded me that there was a podcast happening tonight uh, multiple times uh, incessantly over and over again. Um, <laughs> wasn't as bad as last week. Well, uh, hey, hey, in our defense, normally you are still asleep and we're having to wake you up. I woke up early today so that I could run my errands and not have to leave the house for the next few days. That's that's I mean, I'm I'm perfectly fine with staying home. But when there's no food, man, that sucks. <laughs> uh, there isn't a 24 hour pizza place. So if I want to if I want to order a pizza, I order two. <laughs> so so I'm going to backtrack just a second and say uh 
you know, my wife interrupted me with the haircut. What she doesn't know is now that she's uh, cut her hair that short, I will take my revenge. Uh oh. How's that? I will, ex- I will expose the chin. Oh. She can't stand it. Oh, no. The butt chin's coming out. I will go he, full Selleck. He has. He has. You should just do mutton chops. <laughs> uh, that way you can. You, oh my gosh! The video for him stopped in mid laugh, and it's like you know the it's like it it looks quite like uh, an episode from fucking like uh, Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> weird <laughs> but yeah no you, you you should you should definitely do the mutton chops that way you can expose the butt chin but still keep uh, s- at least but, some still of it. keep a little Plus bit of the bush. fact that with the nature of my job uh uh we now pretty much mandatory have to wear the masks when we're not sitting at our desk and have had for the last week um and you know after wearing a mask for half your shift as long as my beard is gets fairly matted <laughs> i'm not even sure if you you create a good seal with a mask and you get a beard on i think that's kind of why all doctors are clean shaven <laughs> well that's like i have a a mask long enough that it actually goes back to my uh, neck beard to the back of my jawline so so I'm covering it up pretty good it's just having to wear a mask for three or four hours of my day is you know by the time I by the time I leave work my beard's beard's pretty uh, smushed and stuck together Oh, yeah. And not straight at all right now. I don't. I don't necessarily have that problem. Considering I can't grow a beard, um, so you know, clean shaven is the way to go with masks. I'm just telling you. Um, and uh, speaking of, I, I I got myself some custom made masks. So you only got to see the one. I know the listeners at home can't see these, but my mom actually does uh quilting normally uh so she makes a fuckload of quilts but she's also you know been tasked you know during this uh this crisis to uh to do other things and that is to make masks and she started mass producing you know uh cloth masks with uh with insert pockets so that you can do whatever you need to do to uh you know to get a filter in there um, right. but she made me three. So I, I got, I, and she's like, well, what colors do you want? And I'm sitting here thinking about all of the patterns that she normally uses for her quilts. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to end up with like pink and purple and, you know, bright blue. And I'm like, mom, I, I, I'm all right with grays. I'm all right with just, you know, not necessarily colors. solid colors, but 
grays, darker colors is fine with me. So she made me a white one that has speckles. She made one that looks kind of like dragon scales, which I'm a big fan of. And then, of course, because she thought that I needed to have color, she made me a red one as well. So I look like fucking, oh, oh, is it Noob Cybot? No, Noob Cybot's black. Um, yeah, Smoke. He's dark gray. Smart, uh, smoke. What's the red one? Oh, my God. You guys play fucking Mortal Kombat. The red one? The red one. There's a red ninja, right? Uh, cyborg. Cyborg. There's a red cyborg. Uh, and, um, I, and his name? As I see Google fucking flash up on his eyeballs. <laughs> you can't hide shit from me. Wasn't trying to. Uh, Jesus, why can't I think of this? I don't. Sector. 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 So, yeah, I look like a fucking, like, yeah. These are kind of half COVID masks. I just think of them as ninja masks. And what this is kind of fucked up, too. I'm just sitting here thinking, uh... I just went to two different shops with a mask on and it's an American thing, but normally, you know, in the past it was not necessarily looked well upon, uh, wearing masks, wear a mask inside the store into a, into a store because generally that meant you, you were, were doing something you're gonna put. You're gonna rob the place. That, I mean, let's just go. Or there's let's that just, too. Yeah. I mean, just the whole bandit culture of the old uh, the the Wild West, right? Whenever you see American bandits, you see them wearing fucking like handkerchiefs over their face, masks of some sort. The Wild West. That's the North Side. <laughs> and the West Side. I mean, yeah, that that's universally bad guy. I'm sure there's still good people live there, but you know, that's the no. That's I the mean the mask thing. Oh yeah, but that's the connotation of masks in America. Is, was you know it was normally it's associated with bandits and not necessarily medical stuff. You see medical masks in hospitals and nowhere else. Uh, so. Seeing everybody running around with fucking masks on, especially the ones that are handmade, like, you know, the ones that I was wearing. I mean, that it's it's a different thing. It's Dude, it, I see people walking around with cut up T-shirts on their face. I saw I saw a dude that had tied his uh, tied his hoodie over his face, the arms of his hoodie. He just tied it with a fucking knot like right at his nose. And just fucking tied it around his head. It was what the fuck does that do? That's gonna stop anything. I mean, he he, and I just looked at him, and he just and he gave me this look of something's better than nothing. Get off my ass, you know. So (laughs) it's 
we're surviving. This is kind of a weird fucking time, man. It's, you know, you don't, you don't see, you know, our generation hasn't seen anything like this. So, um, no. but I'm with Justin, not really much happened this week. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I work like fucking crazy. I'm going to be working next week, like fucking crazy. And, and, uh, I mean, that's the essential life, right? Yep. All you essential workers out there listening. Holy shit, guys. You guys put up with so much shit. And you feel like you're fucking like stepping in front of a gun every fucking time you walk out to do your job. But this whole fucking country would just fall a fucking part without you. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Nobody ever thanks me for saving the internet. So... Uh, I, I, I figure it's, it's, you know, it's time that we fucking appreciate those people who have to fucking do it. You know, there's, they don't have a choice, right? So, you know, you keep doing what you're doing, stay safe. And while I fucking say these masks are like, I mean, a half measure, honestly, um, you know, use whatever you got. Cause well, you know. I know, like my my great aunt lives in Albuquerque, and I've got a family that's a little bit, you know, I've got some deniers in there, right? And and she knows it, so she just went ahead and and she's been she does a lot of sewing and quilting and all sorts of stuff, right? Yeah, and she's been making masks for one of the local hospitals, and so she went ahead and made like 60 masks for this side of the family in Oklahoma. Yeah. And you put a coffee filter in the front. She made me three for my household, which is exactly what I need, and gave us directions on how to clean them properly and all this other stuff. Um, But, yeah, I just got a bag of masks in the mail the other day. I was like, well, thanks, Aunt Louise. <laughs> See, the... the, the uh... The the weaver the uh the, the people who actually can sew I say weaver because the weavers the, the final fantasy everything is it's cloth craft of of some sort but the um uh but people who can you know who can sew they really have stepped up I mean the people who have you know that do quilting you know they have all the fucking material and the machines to do all this uh you know and the patterns are readily available online. Uh, and they've stepped up and did it. I can't count how many mom, my mom has done. Uh, and she's in a, you know, in a group as, as people do. I mean, like interests gather into groups, right? That's how we started a podcast. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, she's in a quilting group that has, converted all of the uh the quilting supply and you know and everything to build you know to making these masks so i i got some of the leftovers um but they're really well crafted leftovers um and she's like i've got a bunch of them what colors do you want so uh so i got those uh but they're making like full orders of 
you know, of masks and these guys are all, you know, up in Michigan. So, um, not necessarily the hardest hit in the Northern parts of Michigan, but of course they're trying to keep it away from Northern Michigan because there's like a hospital once every hundred miles. So it's kind of, uh, it's kind of a thing. Well, not only that, there's a pretty big, um, there's a pretty large, uh, older generation demographic up there. Yeah. Well, you have a lot more older people, the farther you go North. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the, the normal migration pattern under normal circumstances, no pandemics, whatnot, you know, uh, Michigan and Florida are the snowbird locations. So they, you know, they fly back and forth between the two. Uh, the older folks will go to Florida in the wintertime and then come up to Michigan in the summertime because the temperatures even out. They stay at about 70 degrees between the two places, you know, during the seasons. So it's better for, you know, for the older folks. But yeah, we got, you know, guys up there, the, uh, there is a older generation that lives in like the Northern part of Michigan. So got to protect these guys. Yep. Man. All right. Let's well, fucking pivot away from the fucking. That's okay. Talk. Right. Yeah. I, I like to not over-focus on it, but we've got a little bit of game stuff we've been doing. I know, um, Jason, you've been playing a little bit of, a small game that you've played a shitload of, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, like I said last week, uh, Knights of Pen and Paper bundle was uh, free on Xbox, right? Uh, but at the same time, I discovered uh, Knights of Pen and Paper 2 was on sale on the Nintendo eShop for six ninety nine. Oh, yeah? And thanks to purchases of witcher and smash brothers and mario kart i had like 600 coins so effectively it was 99 cents so i bought it on that nice obviously more mobile right so i've been playing the i've been playing shit out of that you know on my lunch mostly but uh as i could uh when i was at home because i just didn't have time to really dig into division or anything else this week. Um, and ended up putting in about 25 to 30 random hours. Wow. In the nights of pen and paper too, including all of its DLC. Nice. Which I'm currently trying to get through the last bit of, cause, uh, the final dungeon is a bitch, and even characters in the mid thirties uh, die easy. So, that's, I mean, that's not a you know not bad for you know ninety nine cents. I mean, obviously you you got a pretty deep discount, but that is uh, that's a that's quite a bit of game hours off of a buck. You know, so good on you for using what you got. The um, uh, I, nice mean, pen and paper I don't know too. how much how much replay value this game actually has after uh, it's just like finally any... going through all of the all of the campaigns, but yeah, but I it's mean, 
a really good discount, even if it's a one playthrough. Right. Yep. And it's just like any RPG, really, honestly. I mean, the the replayability of pretty much any RPG is kind of low. You don't, you know, you don't play fucking Final Fantasy 3 and then immediately replay it. You know, you get all the way through. Same with any of the other mainline linear, uh, you know, Final Fantasies or uh, or secret of manas or anything like that. Yeah. So you, you just kind of go through it, but you have to enjoy what you're playing and get as much time out of it as you, as you can. And it's something that you can pick up a couple of years down the line too. I mean, you're going to have the switch for a while. So, yep. And it is a really easy, you know, pick up, put down. It doesn't matter. You can be in in the middle of a battle, put your switch to sleep and, you know, come back a couple hours later. <laughs> that same fight's still there. Ideal for the current work conditions. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, much. I'll say that I had a really interesting experience earlier this week. So, um, Part of my normal tabletop gaming crew is really in a weird spot because we normally board game every every month. Right. And um, we're coming up on May, and in May we do the part one of our all-day tabletop game, and then sometime in October we'll do part two of that for the year. And we can't do that right now, so we're trying to decide if we're going to have Dave, our gm create a game in divinity 2 uh a campaign or part of the campaign in that or create a custom campaign in there and we've all set i say all me and john from puffcast have offered to donate funds if needed but um we're thinking about doing a divinity 2 custom campaign with all of us jackholes playing that um it was matt's 40th birthday so happy birthday matt um, yeah. Our very own. Uh, the old man got older. Yep, Grandpa Matt. Matt is a grandfather, by the way. Um, his son wow. is twenty-four. No, his son's twenty-six. Do the math. Wow. Okay. Um. But yeah, he uh. He turned forty, and his wife's a nurse, which meant that we're already kind of you know. Definitely right. for the social distancing thing. Um, one of our members is immunodeficient, uh, is a lymphoma survivor. So we are not gaming in group. Uh, we decided to game online for Matt's 40th birthday, and it could have been worse, right? We all decided we we're going to try the idea. Matt's wife uh, beforehand had coordinated with all of us to do something for him. She's like, I'm going to make him really bummed out. And then we're gonna we're gonna do this, right? She, she's got a dark kind of a dark sense of humor. She's like, I'm gonna fuck with him. So right. she uh, got us all together online. We got to Discord. I was having a really shitty. I'm very anti Discord for some reason. I fucking hate Discord. And why do I hate Discord? Um, it tends to fuck with that motherboard and its volume settings and its mic settings and its audio settings like nobody's business. So badly that my speakers would no longer work um, after turning on Discord. 
Speakers would wow. no longer work after uninstalling Discord. It took me two reboots after uninstalling Discord and unplugging and replugging everything in to get my speakers to work. So I'd put Discord on my phone, um, which the random-ass threads I keep getting added to on Discord kept bumping me, so I decided to uninstall it a second ago again because I'm not very pro-Discord. But, um, yeah, so we got on Discord, and then... Nobody had webcams. I mean, obviously, I have webcams, but nobody else had webcams. So we started playing a a board game called, or a board game uh, simulator called Tabletopia. And then we started with something really complex, which John decided and I decided that, why don't we go with something that's really quick to learn so we can play multiple rounds of. Um, Tabletopia is a free-to-play um board game simulator or card game simulator. And we found a game on there that both John and Matt had played called Epic Spell Wars. And Epic Oh, Sp yes. Epic Spell Wars is basically a card game where you pick a a card that's a wizard, right? And then you have these cards and there is a you basically like your source, which is the source of spell, right? Then there's the quality of the spell and there's the um, damage or direction or something like that of the spell. And so you draw eight cards and then you try to combine the cards together and then there's an initiative value on the final card. So if you build a three-part spell, then you're going to be in the group that does three parts. If you do anything less than three, then you're automatically first, but you have less combinations in the damage. And it does these really crazy combinations as you tie all the spell cards together and so I'm going to pull up an image that I took the other day because Jessa was asking me, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, how are you doing this remotely? And I was like, oh, we're tabletop gaming. She's like, no, you're not. It's like you're online gaming. Are you just playing like Fallout or something? I was like, no, no, no. We're doing this stupid thing called Epic. And I had to explain the whole thing. Right. But to explain it, it was the, and I've got this in a picture. It's muzzle snaps, explodifying meteor, meteor swarm. And it's this crazy, like, Rick and Morty-style art style. And so the first part, the source, right, add a die to each of your power rolls this round. The second part, uh, target foe of your choice, roll power, one to four is one damage, five to nine is three damage, so on and so forth. And then for my delivery, it's not damage. Um, for my target, it's each of my stronger foes. Roll power, one, D one to four is three one damage, five to nine is three damage, ten plus is four damage, right? And so... When you do this, you then do damage to people on the board and tell them people are dead. Um, and the whole, like, game takes about 20 minutes before somebody's dead or less, which is great because you can play multiple hands of this and have fun. So that's most of what we played, and it ended up being pretty successful. And I just looked up the game online, so if you want to buy the game, it looks like it runs typically about 30 bucks, sometimes less. I've found one at... Is Atomic Empire for twenty three ninety nine, but through Tabletopia it doesn't cost anything except for the person who's hosting the game. So basically, one person can buy Tabletopia, even though it's a free to play game. Everybody else can jump in at no cost and play the games with you. Nice. So That's... it's built for you to pull other people in to play with you, essentially. Um, and Tabletopia is on Steam. So um, that's fucking ideal. I mean. It's, I've seen a lot more of these uh, these tabletop options 
uh, and th- things that allow for uh, for doing uh, pen and paper style games, of, you know, online. We've seen a lot more of those uh, being used. Uh, I mean, they were used before all of this started, but now it's but like way more essential. It's it's yeah, it's become damn near required now to uh, to do things like this online. So there's some fairly well-known ones, even though there was a security, you know, security issue with roll 20 and there's some love and hate with roll 20. Um, it's still a fairly well-known, uh, tabletop RPG simulator that allows for a lot of different systems. Uh, so you could do, you know, you, you could do five E or you could do, you know, D 10 style systems with, you know, with that. So, you know, world of darkness and whatnot for white wolf. Um, but those, uh, you know, those are becoming a lot more essential for being able to do p- uh, pen and paper stuff. And <laughs> I, I tried to use roll 20 back in the day at one point, And I mean, the tools are there, but I found myself, basically just staring at a white screen and using the virtual dice, uh, you know, because the virtual dice is, you know, really all you need. If you're going to be painting a picture, you're not going to be doing a whole lot of miniatures. I, I've never done any miniatures tabletop. So, uh, I didn't need a map or, uh, positionals or anything like that. I would just use the whiteboard to kind of, draw out what the situation was when I was, uh, doing a, uh, doing a game. So basically like this offers, it says hundreds of licensed board games, as well as a lot of like Kickstarter stuff. And then recent games. Um, and this is on the free version and then they've got add-ons. So each of the game add-ons usually run about six bucks, but only one person needs to have the game. You download the free-to-play version of Tabletopia. You can play with anybody that has any of the other modules. That's not bad. Not bad at all. It's kind of got a mixed review rating. I don't know why. Um, For what we did, for the one game that we played, we were going to try to play a game called Scythe that was this weird mech game that had like a ridiculously long PDF manual. Um, We decided that we didn't want to get into all that, and that's when the... Epic Spell Wars came up, and Epic Spell Wars was definitely way faster and easier to play, especially in that environment. Um, like, there's some jank to it. Like, we were trying to figure out how to shuffle cards, and then we finally figured it out. It's a couple times that we just wiped the whole game and redid it. But it has options like setting it to a free, like, you know, you can do clockwise on the turn order. Um, but I can go and fuck around. Like, if all three of us were doing it, Everything's interactive. It's just in a 3D space. So I could literally go and grab your cards and fuck around with them. Like, oh, um, okay. We didn't do Tabletop Simulator because Tabletop Simulator had an option to flip the board. And also Tabletop Simulator, everybody has to pay 20 bucks. So everybody oh, yeah. has to have the game. Um, and we were willing to do that. But Matt's wife was like, no, like this is literally free and we have some of the stuff. So why don't we just do that? And I was like, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, just looking through some of the stuff on 
uh, on tabletop. It's just um, they've run into some bugs, and that's why you're getting the mixed reviews. Yeah, and there's, but, there is some weird, like I said, weird jank. It took us a minute to figure out how to shuffle cards and figure out, like, but I couldn't figure out how to change my color for my avatar, so to speak, because it just has, like, your picture on there and a color, right? So it was, like, green. And we shuffled, and then I ended up being red, but I still wanted to be green. So I just started playing in all the green spaces. Like, there was no weird virtual restriction to it. It was just literally all the cards that are in that game in a virtual space, and you manipulated all of it virtually. And it wasn't overly complex. Uh, only complaint is, like, viewing my hand was weird. It's like you pulled everything to the bottom of the screen that put it in your hand, and to view it in an individual card, you had to highlight over it, hit Z, or hit space to blow it up. So when you're thinking about, a like, and you're combining, like, ordering a hand, right, a hand of cards, typically you want to be able to do that kind of quickly. It was a little bit slow for me to order it around. And then I kind of you know, would do it in between turns while everybody else was messing around instead of doing it on my turn because it was taking me like two or three minutes to do it. And all those cards have a lot of like flavor text and everything else. So I want to look through everything before I make a choice. But uh, yeah, overall, my experience was pretty good. And I feel like everything I'm going to talk about today is with a game with a little bit of jank. So... I'm going to move on to Rusty and see if he's had any new experiences in the realm of uh, uh, Final Fantasy. It's and and that is. Did you play the game? Have you even messed with Seven yet? Or are you still stuck on Realm? I'm still I'm still stuck on Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, Shadowbringers, the, right? Shadowbringers, yep. Uh, so Final uh, the Final Fantasy seven is you know it's on the plate, but. I'm I'm going to I'm going to hit that once the once I hear that there's a patch that's hit for uh, for the visuals that you described last week. Uh, I, I haven't guess seen it hasn't anything hit with everybody or just the group that I run in that is even more of a Final Fantasy fanboy than I am have just completely overlooked it. I know that John has said nothing about it or seemed to notice nothing about it, and neither did Matt, but. Matt literally bought like you know whatever like the three hundred dollar version of this game is and would have bought it sight unseen, um, right? And and, I'm, and, John, and I have it. And John's just... at that level too, with not quite buying that. He bought it virtually at least, but John, in no matter what state it was, would have played it. Well, and and I would play it even if it was you know some of the background textures weren't great. I mean, honestly, that's not what's preventing me from playing it. It's because What's, you're playing Shadowbringers. It's because I'm playing Shadowbringers. Um, uh, Shadowbringers is really kind of... I, I didn't think I was going to get back into it. Honestly, when I came back to you know to playing Final Fantasy XIV, I was overwhelmed. Uh, because there I was starting midway through instead of starting over. Uh, and you... It, it, the lot, a lot of systems and MMOs just assume that you already know the systems. Well, when you return to a game after not playing it for a long time, uh, from in my case it was two years, you tend to forget those systems it even exist. So um, it took a lot of relearning. But what I've found, uh, and what I've uh, and I've noticed a change in a lot of how I play games. 
uh, over the last few years, if you've noticed, I play a lot more games that require crafting or have a good crafting system. And you know what started that game that started me down that path? It'd be seven days to die. It was seven days to die that started me down that path. As soon as I found fun during a 24 hour stream, organizing cabinets in a house while making sure that zombies didn't get in during the nights and everybody else did all the fucking gathering. And I was having a blast making sure that I knew where everything was in a house, OCDing the crap out of it. Um, and I, I, uh, I, I found my love for crafting. Well, Final Fantasy XIV has probably one of the most robust cla- crafting systems that I've seen in any game, uh, and it has it, it's its own version of Final Fantasy. You have a uh, a full list of things. I could never craft every single item in that game. If that tells you anything, that's so much I need so many items that can be crafted by a crafter um, but that also means that it's very complex uh, you have not necessarily the actions to craft things it's not super complex in that way it's getting the items that you need to craft things some of these things require five items one of those items can only be gathered once every hour, like real life hour, another part of that can only be dropped by a monster that pops up maybe once every two hours uh, or has to be farmed from a raid boss, for instance. Um, some of these things are craftable, or at least you can gather you know, some of the, you know, the base stuff from nodes in the game, but you need to know where those nodes are and have a, uh, a gatherer that can gather it. Uh, there's three different kinds of gatherer in that game. There's miner, botanist, and fisher. Uh, and uh, there's eight different crafting classes. Uh, what I've set myself to do now is, because Shadowbringers maximum level is 80, uh, I have set myself to get all of my crafters to 80, which is something that I have not done in that game. And when I tried to do it beforehand, two years ago, I burned out and I went, I moved on to, do, you know, to other games. You know, I'm sure these guys just love the fact that I burned out because I was talking about something else, but yep. But I burned out really hard on crafting because it was fucking tedious. <laughs> I mean, going from one to the maximum level at the time was 70 was a pain in the fucking dick. It was really hard. Like you had, you know, each craft takes about 30 or 40 seconds or so. Uh it gets you maybe like a percent of your XP bar. And 
you have to do that with eight different crafters. I mean, the math alone, just crafting is nuts, you know? <laughs> yeah. But you have to also add into the fact that gathering all of the stuff, like I said, some of those things can only be gotten from monsters or, you know, or from time drops or whatever to be able to get the materials to craft adds a bunch of extra time. That was all two years ago. Now uh, there is an event going on in the game uh, to kind of rebuild a broken part of one of the cities. And they called on all crafters to come in and craft items to build, you know, to rebuild the city. So it's a crafter event that's been going on for a couple months now. Well, since last year, I think. Um, but what that means is those items replace the need for going out and crafting all the specialized shit because it's kind of a focused XP grind for crafters. So it makes getting XP through uh, through the original portions of the game, like from level 1 through level 60, pretty easy. You can get that done fairly quickly. Uh, and I was able to get all of my crafters up to about 60 uh, without a lot of effort. Now the push is on to get all of my crafters to 80. And that is a little bit more intensive. There is quite a bit more to gather to be able to do all of that. So I broke out the spreadsheets uh, and started doing math. And this is this is what gets me going. I love this shit. This is like figuring out what I need, what I have, what I need to gather, where it can be found, and go and get it. And it's you know that makes me happy. I I don't know what uh, you like don't know some what is like broken reading. about you, but huh? You don't know what is broken about you, but this fixes it. This. <laughs> Right. This, this is this is the bandaid. Uh, I it, it it is a complex problem that I can break down into chunks and I can solve, and that just makes my fucking night. Uh, so sitting down and doing apparently so because we're two weeks behind. <laughs> I mean, so so at the beginning of this week. When I when the light switch clicked and I got through most of the story on the uh, on the combat class, I mean the story for Shadowbringers is fucking phenomenal, by the way. But uh, I've leveled a paladin all the way up to eighty and was able to get all the flying nodes so that I can fly uh, in all of the places in Shadowbringers. It's important because having the ability to fly makes gathering way fucking easier. So I got to 80 and I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to fucking craft. I am going to go all the fucking way on all of these things. And, um, what that meant is I needed to get all of my uh, gatherers to 80 and then start on my crafting. So I got all three of my gatherers, 
you know, minor botanist and Fisher, all of them are 80. I got those done uh, last weekend. And then I started on crafting and getting all of my you know, crafting characters from whatever level they were at to 60. And I got that done like Monday or Tuesday. And then I've spent the, the last few days just focusing on each individual crafter and getting through all of the, uh, the quests for them and getting through, you know, getting the gear ready and doing all of the spreadsheeting for all of the things that I need. Um, I was able to get my blacksmith to 80 and my carpenter is like literally a bee's dick away from 80. I, and I just didn't have the mats to finish before I passed out. So it's kind of like I've, I got blue balls for, uh, for, uh, for, uh, for carpenter right now. Um, so as soon as I'm done with this podcast, going to fucking finish carpenter. Uh, but that means that I'll only need six more crafters up to 80 and then I can actually get into the end game and the end game, the, the crafting end game, the crafting end game for, uh, you know, for final fantasy is money. <laughs> you, and need, what do you use money for more crafting mats that you don't have to you, farm? So, so the way that, uh, the markets and guild work for, uh, uh, for crafters in the end game is it's basically uh, what money really is anywhere. It is you trade money for time. So you could gather all of the things that you need and make 100% profit off of it. Or there's people who already gathered that shit and you know are selling it on the market board. You can buy that craft the item and sell it for, you know, for, uh, for a profit of the amount of time it took you to make the item, you know, so you just play the market board and you can finally, you, you can find deals of course, and markets fluctuate and whatnot, but basically it is a marketing game at that point. And that also interests me because you know, of the fluctuation, you can kind of, you can find like fire sale deals on shit. Uh, uh, and if a material goes for a really high price, I might not buy it. I might go gather like twice as much as I need and sell the excess. So, you know, these are, it, that is what I, I want to be rich in this game. <laughs> and that is, the top end let's that's like raider tier crafter so i want that that is my game that is my final fantasy and that's the way that this game really plays you have a plethora of things you can do in this game and you find if you focus on everything you'll not get anything done so you you can kind of eke out your own niche and be able to do what you like to do uh, and get a lot of fun out of it. So that that's, I mean, that's, like I said, my final fantasy. Some people Interesting. just, some people just don't like the crafting in that game. And I understand. I mean, it's a pain in the ass. Just looking at it from an outside perspective. 
you know, it's a pain in the ass to, you know, to manage the literally thousands of different items that you would need to be able to make the things that you would want. But I find that a challenge that I like to overcome. So, I mean, that's my piece on Final Fantasy. I mean, hey, Final I didn't Fantasy, even I didn't even interrupt you. I know. That's crazy. Uh, but, I mean, if you if if anything that I just, uh, just described to you. Didn't make you, know, you yawn. Huh? Didn't make you yawn. I mean, yeah, if it didn't make you yawn, if it, if, if it made you think, huh, maybe give this a try. Fucking Shadowbringers right now, you can get into, you know, to the latest expansion of, uh, of Final Fantasy XIV. It's 40% off right now. Uh, they constantly fucking update the game. Uh, the game is a labor of love for Square Enix and, you know, and the, you know, and the guys behind it, the developers do a really great job of doing what they can to, uh, to cater to the community. Um, they're fighting the whole fucking pandemic thing. So things are slowing down a little bit on the development side, but they're still chugging along. Um, and, I mean, for forty percent off right now, you can you can pick it up on Steam, or you can pick it directly up from uh, from the Square site if you want to. Just know, and this is something I figured out. I mean, you can play it on PlayStation Four too, if you want to. Um, one of the only MMOs that I saw that has fairly decent controller support. Just saying, um, the. Uh, the thing to to note, though, if you pick it up on PS4, Steam, or from the Square site, they're completely separate entities. So if you played Final Fantasy XIV on PlayStation 4 and you then want to try it on PC and you buy it from Steam, you will have to buy it, the Steam version of it. Uh, separate set of servers is what you're saying. Right, so it's not necessarily separate servers. You can still log into your same character. It's just that they're separate licenses. So there's a PlayStation 4 license, a Steam license, and a Square Soft license. There's Square Enix license. Square Soft, oh my gosh. Went back to the 90s on that one. Um, but yeah, uh, that that's something to, you know, to keep in mind. You know, that's, you know, that was missed by a lot of people, especially... Uh, if they uh, if they played it on PlayStation, it's worth playing on PC. So that's what Rusty's default is for everything. But of course, because PC. Um, I don't always disagree, but I will say I'll talk about another game that failed that's starting to make some comeback. Um, played more seventy six Fallout. See, I I can't fault you for seventy six. Because I'm playing Final Fantasy fourteen and you didn't fault me. So Um actually old friend of the show, never been on the show, but basically our second fan. Um Apocalypse Ren. Yeah, Ren, how's it going, man? I haven't heard Ren's, of him. Yeah. yeah, he uh he ended up I guess renewing his Xbox Live. Um he saw me online playing 76 and said, hey, I'm playing it on PS4. Do you have it on PS4? And I was like, well, I've already got hours in here. He's like, that's fine. I can find it pretty cheap somewhere. And so he picked it up on the cheap. Uh, and I think he picked it up 
online used for less than 20 bucks. So he started right. building the character, and I guess he has a ridiculous amount of hours in the old game and wanted to see what Wastelanders was like and wanted to see it with people. So he decided to pick it up on the cheap and notice that when I was playing on Xbox that I was playing that. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, I mean, obviously everything's always better with friends, right? And there's, right. it was interesting kind of getting into what the, what it is like playing with other people. Cause I've really only played it with Casey. Um, and me and him probably put in about six or seven hours this week, kind of dicking around with it, doing each other's quests or helping each other through different quests. Like there is a whole, there used to be something that's called like Hunter something or other quest that had to do with PVP. And I figured, remembered that from the beginning game and completely avoided it because I didn't want to dick with PVP. And it turns out it has everything to do with the Wastelander side and nothing to do with PVP. Oh, okay. And so on the new side of things, again, another like flip around for different things. And so we kind of walked each other through part of this quest line to kind of understand where they're going with it. Like the big overarching story is that everybody's coming to the wasteland for treasure. So it's kind of like a gold rush as people have discovered the vault. And then there's all these treasure maps all over for people to go find so there's, like, they went on this angle of prospectors, right, like the Old West. And so there's, like, a new currency or in-game currency called bullion that you earn in-game through different things that lets you buy really high-level items. Um, and there's a couple of quests that lead you to get legendaries. And so they've got these weird, they didn't do this before, but, like, you'd get, you do these events at a higher level and get a shitload of legendary loot, right? And you couldn't do anything with it other than, like, sell it for caps. And caps are fairly scarce, so, yeah, that was a good way of making caps. Well, now you can't sell legendaries for caps at all. You sell them for this legendary currency, and then you can buy your own legendaries later. So it kind of introduces this system towards the end of that quest line, where you go and discover this secret stash that's buried under uh, a bunker. This is actually under a bunker. A bunker under a bunker. And it's like an old um, secret military stash of items, which led you to, like, there's three tiers of legendary. There's a tier star one, a star two, and a star three. It's not like a color system like oranges or purples or whatever from, like, other games, right? It's a star system. And so it let you pick on the star system a legendary two and then you picked your item, right? It could be a pistol, it could be an SMG, it could, like it was all in the, all the different categories of loot that you get. So I'm building a pistol character, and I got something that was called something two shot. So it's a named item with a um, with a modifier, and so it's a 44 revolver that shoots two shots at a time. <laughs> so in kind of like a shotguns ish spread, but you can modify the gun with all the modifications you'd normally get. So. I've got a very low spread double shot 44 Magnum, uh, which is kind of an interesting combination, um, which has replaced my old 44 by a lot. And it's interesting, like I used to bitch a lot about like how VATs worked until I had a pistol build. So because I stack agility with that, that means I get a lot more VATs points, so to speak, right? And then with all the VATs points, I've also stacked luck, which is my critical. And... 
the, all the luck cards all do kind of wacky things. Like one of them is like Mysterious Stranger, which I've got Mysterious Stranger now. Um, another one of them fixes guns when they break very randomly per your luck skill. So as my gun's breaking, it just randomly fixes itself as I'm shooting at people. And then the VATS thing lets me take usually about 12 to 15 shots in VATS without aiming. So it's hit VATS button and move around and dodge bullets and just fire, 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 fire till things die. So, and then I get bonuses for sighted weapons. So I never, I like, actually scope it. I just VATS everything, and then I get the scope bonus. And so I'm just walking around, clicking the button, and auto-aiming, essentially, with VATS to shoot things until they die, um, right. which is a really interesting build. And then I also get, like, critical bonuses by using VATS and all this other stuff. So anyways, me and him went hunting for screws, which screws in all the last four Fallout games have sucked to find. Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, um... <laughs> Fallout 4 was even worse, and Fallout 76 is about as bad as 4 when it comes to screws until you get the skills to break things down to get more screws. So, Wonder glue and screws, I think, the two. Yeah, so the I'm finding a lot more adhesive than I did before. There's a lot of creatures that carry, like, natural adhesive, so to speak. So there's, like, a... It's called, like, a land angler or something like that. It's an anglerfish with legs Um, that's up in, like, a a wasteland area on the top that's basically like a radiated swamp. And so it's like a desert swamp. It's like full of toxic water, but there's a lot of burned out trees. It looks like a nuclear fallout with a lot of marshland. Um, But it's not like green. It's like all orange-ish tinted. Anyways, there's these weird anglerfish things, and if you can kill them, um, they drop like some kind of natural adhesive that you can scrap into regular adhesive. So you need adhesive for everything, um, and then you need springs and screws are the three main things that you need to find at all times. Um, and screws are a fucking bitch. So me and him Similar. went and raided a bunch of fans at a warehouse full of super mutants to go get screws, and we kept we raided that, and then we raided another location. It was a junkyard that seemed to got like three screws in the whole junkyard, and like to put it in context is like the amount of screws I need right now is I need like a hundred. So I'm trying to level my character up to get the card that I need that helps me with junk scrapping. But in the process, I mean, we were leveling up. I'm like 10 levels higher than him on my character. So he's just, he's got a charisma card that boosts our XP together. Um, And then I've got all the luck cards and everything else, but he's got better armor than I do for some reason at a lower level. He's building a melee character that's basically a fucking tank. So he just goes up and whack-a-moles everything, doesn't spend any ammo, gives me his ammo, you know, and then just... We let him draw aggro, essentially. He goes in and starts hitting the, you know, the the shittiest thing there, right? And then, or throws a grenade and then runs in, like, just fucking Leroy Jenkins at it all the way up there. And then I just hang in the back and crit shot everything. So we do play it kind of like an MMO. Huh. But, yeah. <laughs> well, and I've also, my character's also kind of stealth build, too. So as long as I'm stealth, I've got, like, three time, almost three times stealth damage right now. So I can just sneak around and, like, one-shot a lot of shit um, huh. with VATS, right? Like, it's so fast. It's just, like, I can literally, you feel, I feel like a gunslinger. Like, the, it's not a totally online followed build, but it was the same build a lot of, 
points into AP or agility, basically stuff that builds up VAT, stuff that builds up your pistols and stuff that builds up your criticals. And so it's what I've been doing. And I literally just like, there's six enemies and I'm dropping six enemies so fucking fast. Like you can set VATs up so that it always targets the head. And if they're close enough and because I've get additional skill gains and aim bonus, I can literally, it's 85% headshots. So it could literally just be like, bam, 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 bam. And I'm just like laying fools out with this fucking pistol. Um, and it feels really good. It's fun. Um, and a lot of the, you know, the rework quests and the all the additional human quests and all the different settlement stuff and weird cults and raiders. And it's basically just Fallout 4 with a, a buddy at this point. Um, huh. You don't have the weird dialogue wheel you had in 4. It's, uh, you know. Like, there's skill checks and dialogue again, right? Like, perception bonus gives you this option. Charisma bonus gives you this option. Like, there's all that stuff that it didn't have because everything was motherfucking robots before. And there's still robots, like, uh, who was the Tiny Tina voices one of the robots? The oh, girl, really? Girl, yeah. And she's one of the main quest givers. So she's cool. the she's got a lot of personality. It's not just like, uh, you know... Was it Wadsworth or whatever from like, right? The initial robot you run into in four, which so, if this yeah. robot has is basically a definite. I mean, they're all played by humans, but like it feels like a human character. Um, and they're doing a lot, a really good job with a lot of the unique stuff too. Just it's the major overhaul is definitely making it a lot more fun. It's I mean, it's taken you know only a year and a half for them to get it mostly right. It's still the worst of the, you know, the 3D fallouts, but um, it is a lot of it. There's four times more of it. It is a little bit grindy. Um, it is a good quarantine time cap time passer right now. If we're going to do it on a tilt cast scale, it's uh, getting closer to a four than it was before by a long shot. Okay. Wow. Um... Still janky as hell in places. I'm going to say that. Ren is more picky than I am with games, and he criticized it and is like yeah you've also put like how many fucking hours in this he's like yeah but yeah. i gotta be fair the, yeah but i mean every game that you know that comes out is gonna have something right it's well, not this uh, has bigger this has more this is like map on the level of red dead 2 right like if you, you walk from end to end i don't know how long it takes but it's a long ass time let me just say that the the most vocal per, uh, people when it comes to uh, to a game, uh, uh, to a game not meeting expectations, the people that are most vocal are the people who wanted it to, you know, to be great. Well, and there's still anytime they make a post, there's still somebody saying, "And what about all the robots?" And they're just like, "You're just like jumping on a bandwagon two years later." I don't get it. Right. You know, I, as much as I want to hate. On Fallout 76, the reason why I hate and uh, hated on Fallout 76 was due to some unexcusable technical issues uh, initially, uh, and then just the direction that the game went. Otherwise, I would have probably played it. And from what I'm hearing from you, it might be something that I could probably play, you know, you know, going forward if I wanted to put time into it. Um, I just choose to put my time into 14 right now. So, um, so uh, I, I see that you saw the, uh, the, the picture of my, uh, of the double barreled pistol. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I found a double barrel pistol picture online and it's kind of over the top crazy. And that's just what I envisioned when you were, uh, uh, when you shot. were describing your pistol setup. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to find something real quick that was saying how long it takes to walk across the map. Um, If you could sprint the whole way, it would take you 21 minutes side to side. Jeez. And walking, it takes about 40 minutes to cross the world. That is a lot of world. Uh, I mean, granted, you know, it, it, it rivals a lot of MMO, you know, you know, MMO styles for each expansion. Um, you know, of course, I'm comparing it to what I'm currently playing. And of course the, the world for final fantasy has been fucking, you know, years and years of development, right? A lot longer than 76. Uh, so there's quite a bit more landmass there, but that's yeah, still like a, a world impressive. Of, yeah. It's in the world of like regular games, like it's MMO light. The, the complaints that people that want it to be a full on MMO is there's no world chat. I don't mind that at all. Um, and there is a proximity chat, which I've turned on a couple times and then regretted it. So I, you can turn it off. You can turn on pacifist mode, which means you never, ever accidentally shoot somebody and start a fight, um, which is what I turn on all the time. Um, you basically have to want to pair up with somebody. But like me and Ren were doing some kind of like it used to do things like this, right? You go into a new area, right? And then there's an event tied to the area. An event is like a daily quest, essentially. It'll it'll be like a some kind of like turn on all the jukeboxes while you're getting attacked in waves by this or that, right? Or like it'll be a robot that's dropping a care package down from like some kind of government issued like uh, survival cache, and you're gonna have like waves of ghouls or something. They're usually combat focused. Um, but it used to be it would turn those events on every time you kind of discovered a big area. And now it has all those events. It pops up a notification in the corner of your screen that says there's an event going on. But most of the time that you go to an area, there's not an event going on. There's only like two or three events going on at any one time. And you kind of have to choose to participate. But you can almost never run into an event. Well, we decided to do one. And there was some dude there. And he was making um, – what was he making? Like, he had a really badass Gatling gun. It was a guy that was, like, obviously had been playing this way more than me and him. And, like, he helped us clear it out, and then, like, he continued to emote with Ren for, like, five more minutes, and they just kept doing stupid shit, and then he gave Ren a bunch of bullets. So, like, he wasn't an asshole. Well, that's cool. So, and that was the only person we really ran into in the entire, all the shenanigans we were doing. But... I mean, I went into a camp the other day because I needed to scrap stuff. And you see where everybody's camps are that chooses to show their location. So if you have a vendor, it'll show you with a big V on your campsite um, across the map. So you can fast travel to that for whatever caps. Use the stashes, your own stashes, their workstations, etc. And I did that. And then for whatever reason, these guys were making like tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of like mole rat chunks. And so... <laughs> They had a motive that they were going to give me something, and I was like, sure. And so when they give you something, they drop a brown bag on the floor, and it opened it up, and it's like 30 rad chunks. So then I gave them like 200 10-millimeter ammo because I wasn't using that gun. So we traded, but we didn't really talk or do anything. It was just all whatever the emote thing was, and then I just did my little wave thing and then walked away. But it was a very, you know, 
these are just two buddies playing, and I guess they had just, like, killed a bunch of rats, and so they were just trying to figure out what to do with all the meat. And I just popped in to use their workshop and then left. But, you know, like, I haven't had a lot of negative experiences with that game so far when it comes to other people. Oh, I've, I've seen good. some horror stories online of some crazy shit that's happened, but I think the true I, is for any multiplayer game. Most know, most people are people. very PvE focused, and they actually have three sections of the game. They have a way that you can load into a server that is very PvP focused, if that's what you wish to do, and it kind of helps separate that group of players from the other group. So, so there's yeah. very specifically that, and then they've got a battle royale mode that has never really taken off. Yeah, because every game has to have a battle royale mode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very shortly, I'll jump into the fact that I've been playing. I started Chimera Squad today, uh, the XCOM yeah. spinoff. I, I can't really give you much other than uh, here's how it sets up. You have kind of like pre-made characters with a pre-made mission. It's got this weird comic book art style, and it sets up every level seems very handcrafted. And so you have a stage that you have to set up at breach points. And so it'll have two entrances, right? And you can put so many people at each entrance, and it'll give you a positive or negative for using that entrance, but you don't know what you're getting into. Then you hit the button to breach. So then you breach, and then you jump in, and then it slow-mos, and you do a whatever shots that you can based on whatever the enemy composition and their positioning is as you breach. And then you go to cover, or then you get snared, or then well, you get whatever happens that we predicted. It'll say things, last person will have plus three to aim, or last person is going to suffer a defensive bonus or something like that when you breach. So it makes you make that decision, then you breach, then you do the thing, and then you get into combat. And then you get bonus points for capturing aliens, which you do with stun tactics. And then all of your characters have, like, specials. So I have a guy that can afflict Berserk for one round, which means that that person's going to attack his teammates. i got one person that can freeze everybody. i got a guy with a big plastic shield that can go charge and knock somebody out. Um, I've got one person that has a really large cone spray of fire with their shotgun. Then I've got somebody with, you know, like a heal ability, which is actually just one of the normal medic abilities from XCOM. But the... I don't have a real good impression of it yet because I literally had enough time to dick around with it at lunch. Um, and that was it. So I've played through that and then it sets up. It said that if I captured people, I got extra Illyrium, which let me build more gear for my characters. And I got to change the colors of their sweaters for a second. So um, there you go. I will Man. probably dick around with that a little bit more maybe tonight. I don't know. That feels like something I can probably... Ah, uh, should I or should I not? We'll see. But anyways, this week I'll play more so that when next week rolls around, because I'm going to be, you know, seeing my fiance who I until previously had not seen in 43 days. I'll be seeing her every chance I get and then playing video games around that. There you go. Should we go to a break? I think it's time. Jason, I didn't I mean, unintentionally I skip over something pee, really big. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. I appreciate that, Jason. So let's take a break and we'll be back. And we're back. 
Yeah. Pretty long break, but we're back. Back. We've been sufficiently pooped and we're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, I actually didn't poop the little dog. She's still snoozing like crazy over here. She uh, she has uncovered everything except for her face from the eyes down. So she is. Uh, she buried her face in a little blanket. She's just being the cute. Yeah, she's doing pretty good. I had to go scratch the old dog and tell her she's a good dog. So she didn't feel left out, but she's sleeping on the couch. Man, when this is all over, those dogs are going to have to learn our faces again. <laughs> yeah, Zoe's going right. to bark at you for like 10 minutes straight. No, Zoe never forgets, as we know that she Earl is still a hated person by Zoe. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, know he shadow boxed with me one day, and she remembered it and thinks she, he's a threat to me. Oh, is that? Yep. Oh, that's why. We were talking like <laughs> five years ago, Zoe remembers this. <laughs> Zoe the Wonder Dog. Zoe the Wonder Dog. Um, games right now, Gamer News is pretty fucking light. Um, which one of you is ready to talk about the things and stuff? Do the thing. Well, I mean, I can start it with a little bit of a rumor since we're news light. Um, what's what's in rumor? I know rumors. Uh, apparently, there is a rumor start going around this week that uh, Nintendo is actually uh, preparing a port of the original Metroid Prime series for the Switch. Ooh. Oh, uh, what? I might have to dust off my Switch. Yep. Uh, nothing's been confirmed yet, but, I mean, the rumor about Prime 4 <laughs> ended up being real, so we'll see, especially now that they've got Retro Studios back involved with the with the new game. We'll see what happens with a port. Well, okay. the Prime series, I mean, I liked them. They didn't necessarily jump off shelves, if I remember correctly, but I liked the Prime series. The first and, one did. I don't know about the two sequels. Yeah, the, the, other, uh, the other ones weren't uh, as good as the first one, I think. Uh, so Metroid Prime was right in that sweet spot of course it's a new metro it was a new metro game at that time and a whole different take on it and i enjoyed it a lot um plays a lot better on a gamecube controller than it did with the wii i'll tell you that uh but uh i definitely enjoyed it now playing it on the switch I could still see that. I mean, the the controls would still be there. I'd have to use I'd have to use the uh, uh, the pro controller for it. I don't think the Joy Cons would work so well, um, or even the Joy Cons in the controller conversion thing. I I don't I don't like the button layout of the Joy Cons. But um, yeah, if that's a th- if that's actually a thing, yeah, I'll play that. That's that that would be playable for, for for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. I love me some Metroid. Oof. Um, and then moving on from rumors to some actual news. Um, 
also within the last week, Microsoft announced um, a limited edition uh, Xbox One X bundle um, for Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. Xbox One X bundle for Cyberpunk 2077. Yep. Yeah. They're trying to get rid of the Xbox One X stock. <laughs> I'm pretty sure of that. Uh, if they can, you know, slap a skin on something or, you know, or bundle it with a, uh, you know, with a fairly well known game that people are going to want. Yeah. You know, get those, uh, get those old units out the door so they can, uh, they can focus on the, you know, on the new one. Yep. Yep. And apparently, I mean, the, the controller looks pretty sweet. Um, and you'll be able to pick up just that if you want for 75 bucks. Yeah. So sweet. So that's a thing, but the scheme design for the paint jobs, pretty damn good looking. Um, and then let's see here. There was another thing I got. Um, and then my big news piece is uh, Nintendo, Nintendo confirmed this week that mm-hmm. they're uh, that around 160,000 Nintendo network IDs were compromised. Ooh, ouch. Yep. Um, apparently, uh, as anyone with a with an account with Nintendo knows you have your Nintendo network ID and then you have your, your login for whichever, uh, um, service you're signed into, whether that's the eShop or, uh, the store for the, uh, for the DS and, uh, the Wii U apparently. Uh, and then you have your network ID that is behind all that, that, ties both of those together so apparently they found it by um, noticing an increased number of failed login attempts yeah across across a a few thousand accounts and uh, and ended up after investigation finding the breach um, so they are encouraging all of their users to change their passwords and set up two-step verification, of course. Which, of course, I already had two-step verification set up, so I'm not too terribly worried. Right, right. And, and two-step is kind of... Uh, if if you're doing anything online, you know, it's either a strong password or setting up two... You know, the two-step or a combination of the two is absolutely essential. Uh, especially now, I mean, now that the hackers have more time in front of their computers. <laughs> so uh, there's been more security attempts and security breaches over the last month or two uh, than, you know, it's, it's on the rise. I mean, there's more people at, you know, I mean, you keep hearing about the fucking, like, the Zoom call break-ins and whatnot. And right. the security issues with that. Um, that just is another set of attempts to break into people, you know, uh, break into these accounts. Dark web is full of, you know, common passwords people use. So 
change your password to something fucking stronger. And if you have the option of two factor, use it. It's so much better. Yep. Man. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I can go on and on about computer security. So stop me. <laughs> game through a VPN be ultra paranoid wear your tinfoil hat it's a <laughs> they're out to get you <laughs> lots of bored people out there <laughs> and, and, and don't watch porn while on Skype meetings I mean oh. <laughs> yeah somebody don't. asked me in one of the meetings if I was going to ever use the recording computer to reroute the audio for the calls I said, absolutely not. There are things that are on that computer in audio format that I would never want on this network. You, right. Nah, nah. <laughs> I was like, nah. I want to keep my job, which obviously generated a few laughs, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> We're going to keep these things separate, thanks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which means you get what little. Uh, <laughs> My headset audio, it might be tinny, but it's good enough for your meeting. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they do call it the coffin in here, so. I, I mean, I guess it's better than Sex Dungeon. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Have, Some, sometimes it gets bright enough in here to see the hooks on the walls, and then I have to explain. But I've gotten beyond explaining at this point. So. They're a thing. Just deal with it. <laughs> so, um, what else do we have? Is that pretty much it? Yeah, that's pretty much what I was able to dig up this week. I mean, there's not a whole lot out there. I mean, Rusty, is, I, it, is I there saw, anything coming out? Well, I mean, I saw some things. Uh, just a, a couple quick blurbs, but I mean, it's it's obvious that these weren't necessarily big things. But it might interest you, uh, Justin. So you know who Mick Gordon is, right? Yep. For okay. sure. Mick Gordon, for all those that don't, is the uh, composer that's that's done the Doom soundtracks for 2016 and Doom Eternal. Um, and there was a, a report. I'm not sure if this is the primary source, but I got it from Game Debate. Uh, it's uh, saying that uh, he will not be returning to the Doom franchise oh. after Eternal. Um, apparently, there was some controversy uh, with Doom Eternal soundtrack and the uh, the mix for the uh, the soundtrack itself uh, that has caused some issues between him. And ID and you know Doom, but basically all all it boils down to uh, is that the Doom Eternal soundtrack doesn't have the same fidelity as the 2016 ch- soundtrack did, uh, and it has to do with how the uh, the soundtracks were mixed. Uh, I see a waveform which I am familiar with just from producing these episodes. Uh, and you can tell the difference in how compressed and clipped some things are based off of what they look like in waveform. Uh, and the Doom 2016 soundtrack has a lot of 
defined spikes in its sounds, which means that it's got higher highs, lower lows, and more fidelity in between. Uh, and the Doom Eternal soundtrack is clipped just like you would see from like an MP3, you know, or, you know, or something that's been like clipped to its maximums and then reduced, uh, which produces a lower fidelity, you know, kind of what you hear from a Skype call, actually, of, uh, you know, you don't get all the high highs, the low lows or any, you know, and the in between is muddled. Uh, so while it's a workable soundtrack, it doesn't sound as good. So, uh, well, that's a, well I look forward to buying the actual soundtrack when it comes out. Yeah. It, it remains to be seen whether or not the, uh, uh, the, uh, the soundtrack, when it, you know, if it releases, whether or not that's going to be a lossless soundtrack, or if these are, you know, from the masters. But this was the uh, the mix pulled from the game, uh, so there might be something going on in the game that compresses it, uh, or uh, or does that. If they produce, if they release the Doom Eternal soundtrack in lossless format, probably won't hear that difference. Uh, and the waveforms will be as they were initially produced by uh, uh, Mick Gordon. So we'll see. Um, but it's uh, kind of sad because his fucking soundtracks for the two, you know, for these two Dooms. I mean, I like the original Doom better. I like the Doom 2016's soundtrack. I like that one better. Uh, but Doom Eternal soundtrack did have its moments. You know, it's it's got some fairly decent sound to it. You know, I kind of like the, uh, the, the chanting that it went, he went to on that instead of, instead of it being like in your face, it was more of like a demonic summoning of a soundtrack. And it's, it, it had its, it had its time. I liked it. But uh, moving from there, uh, and uh, like scraping the bottom of the barrel for shit, right? So here, here we are in quarantine, uh, and uh, just a random fucking tweet that you know that was sent out by Ice T saying, "I'm staying home and playing video games. So what? You know, nothing to see here." Uh, so, uh, I'm home chilling, playing video games, people. Nothing to see here is the actual tweet. You said from uh, Ice-T? Ice-T, yeah. You know he does video game reviews occasionally on his Twitter, too. Right. Yeah. See? I mean, just... I mean, it's just a normal fucking tweet, right? It didn't... It wasn't tagged on anything, nothing like that. EA in their infinite fucking wisdom comes up and says, why can't you all be more like ice tea in all caps? Awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's sarcastically. <laughs> what? <laughs> so that of course started a fire on Twitter, um, of people, you know, responding to that with things like your server's broken, your garbage, you know, your games are garbage, your microtransactions are, I can't afford your microtransactions on a pandemic budget. 
uh, the Madden 20 franchise is, is a joke, yada, yada, yada. It kept, it kept going on, but basically just started a flame war on Twitter because some social media intern doesn't know how to use uh, the caps lock uh, key <clears throat> properly. So, like I said, scraping the bottom of the barrel these uh, these days. Uh, you were going into uh, games that are coming out? Yeah, games that you're coming out, and then if there's what you feel like you'll be playing the next three or four episodes of the Tiltcast. Ah, I see. Okay. Well, I mean... Let's starting from today, the things that uh, that catch my eye. Um, uh, Trials of Mana, which is a uh, uh, which is basically it's kind of like a remake. It's a reimagining of uh, of the original Trials of Mana. It comes out for PC, PS4, and Switch. Uh, gives you three uh, 3D combat versus the uh, the old uh, Famicom S- uh, SNES versions of, of the game. From what I've seen, it's uh, it's a it's a pretty substantial change, but it keeps the soul of the game intact. So, if you've played that game before, this would be basically the same game only in 3D, uh, which some people like, some people don't. Um, make your make your choice. It's a good classic game, though. <clears throat> um, of course, Chimera Squad came out, which you you're playing with uh justin uh and of course uh there i have to say it uh predator hunting grounds came out for playstation 4 um this is a game that i didn't even think about (laughs) no uh i mean this is a game that was like oh that's a thing uh watched a trailer for it and gotta say not super impressed um think Evolve only with Predator. It's that same uh, asymmetrical game style that I don't necessarily like so much. Um, One Predator versus four humans. uh, And kind of a first-person shooter mode situation. So while I liked Aliens versus Predator back in the day, the PvP for, you know, or, you know, gameplay for that was phenomenal. Um, I'm not looking forward to this. So if you like asymmetricals and you like Predator, you could probably try it, but it's probably going to go about the same. It's probably going to have about the same amount of following as Friday, uh, Friday the 13th did. Has about the same visual quality from what I could see too. <laughs> well, that is to um- say. Not that that game in and of itself was a disappointment with the changes they made to the gameplay at the end. Yeah, well, I mean, I got I got my enjoyment out of watching the pre-game O-Face <laughs> every time that happened. Uh, I just... <laughs> I just... <laughs> I just laughed hard enough to be able to get through most of the fucking game. That was it. <laughs> right. Um, next week looks like, uh, Remnant from the Ashes is getting a DLC called Swamps of Corsus. Um, I haven't touched that game since I beat it, so maybe I'll take a look at it. 
I know that there's been other changes to it, but um, I haven't seen anything about Swamps of Courses, so I'll have to take a look into that and see what it adds. I know if you have Game Pass, Deliver Us from the Moon, or Deliver Us the Moon just came out, which has a pretty high Steam rating right now. So I'm Sweet. curious because, you know, Game Pass, I already have it. Right. I know I need to finish Ori, but I don't think it's on the bucket yet. Um, because I'm not in a groove for something that hard. I'm really in a groove for grindy games. So it'll probably be more Fallout. Um, but I'll play Chimera Squad to kind of balance some things out. And then I didn't find Ori too hard. Like, I think the original Ori was harder. Yeah, I just, like I said, sometimes that style of game I have to be in a certain mood for. True, true. I mean, I uh, I get there. Stone Shard 1.0 was supposed to be out this month, but I think, you know, current world current. events are causing some issues with that. So I don't know if that's going to be out or not, but it was on my radar for this month, and I'm just not going to probably play it until 1.0. Um, okay. Because it doesn't make sense to really with it being this close. They released a real big update, but I'm just like, yeah, but I'm looking for 1.0 right now. I want to actually, the game's hard, so I kind of want to play start to finish. Right, right. And, and then Final Fantasy VII Remake is like, those three things are kind of my priority um, the next few weeks, I think, unless I get a, an itch up my ass. And then I'll, I'll probably Division II World Warlords. I'm playing a lot of yeah. console games, which is kind of weird for me, but whatever. I mean, I'm 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 playing more PC games. I have to actually break out the console to play a remake. But my uh, but my life is going to be Final Fantasy all the things. Um <clears throat> so, I mean Final Fantasy 14's got my uh you know, got my attention <laughs> like in, that, in a big way. Is that what you're doing uh, the next 4 weeks? Probably, oh, yeah, probably doing a lot more Final Fantasy 14. Like I said, I'm, I'm kind of committed to getting all of my crafters to 80, so that's still going to take some time. Um, it's not going to be this weekend for sure, uh, but uh, it's it's got my interest. And then, of course, Final Fantasy VII Remake is is also pretty high on the priority list. So, yeah, man, once I get past my Final Fantasy phase here, uh, I'll be looking for something different. Uh, <laughs> so, so, but yeah, Jason, what do you what do you got on your plate the next month or so? To be honest, I am completely unsure. I mean, I want to, I want to finally get into Borderlands Three, but I don't know that 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 will happen for the most part i'm kind of kind of in limbo until all of this kind of settles down and we can finally get through finalizing uh other things right as well as my truck has been down for three weeks and i still have I still have to figure out what the hell's going on with it and get it repaired. And I don't know how much that's going to cost. So 
Game Pass, man. Game Pass is the way to go if you're on the budget. You know? Oh yeah, and I still I still have it, and we'll most likely renew the renew the whole subscription in June. I just uh, uh, specifics I don't know yet. Yeah. Well, whatever comes up on Game Pass, that's there. For, you know, for sure, there will definitely be more Division Two for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you got that already, that's still a lot of game right there. Yeah, um, I've got to finish can... my firewall specialization on that. So just whenever I get the bug, I'm going to play that. Firewall. Yep, I'm fighting through the technician tree right now. So. Yeah. So, Survivalist is the way to go. Uh <laughs> that being said, I think we are we are definitely at our end. Jason, where can you find us? Find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash tiltcast. YouTube, youtube.com slash real tiltcast, and search for us on iTunes and Spotify. And hey guys, we've really only been on iTunes just for a few months at this point, but please do us a favor and rate us on there. Uh, we could use some ratings, um, share this with your friends. We could use some more love. We want to start a Patreon soon and start getting paid for some of the server space. Um, and so I don't bitch at Rusty for always being at 90% or letting something sit in there. So that being said, we've got a few friends of the show. We've got Cabbage KBG. We've got NoQuarters.net. We've got Pupcast. Uh, we've got um bmfcast.com and we've got tvgp.tv they play elite dangerous and with that it's the end of the show all right peace peace